from people that were saying there was a man acting with a gun acting erratically. It wasn't like they just went there on their own. That's my point. No, no. You know, I don't know what to do with the people that have problems or they have lower income or, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Where do we put all these people that have a problem? You know, I I think it's it's about time. Well, that's why they had those camps out there like in Abraham where we just got to, there's got to be two divisions of people. The people that, you know, that, that can go on in society, I guess, and the, and the people that can't. Well, isn't that basically, aren't you describing why people are in jail? Because that sort of fits. I mean, people that are not, that are a danger to um, to society, to themselves, to others that, that prove they're a danger and are convicted that we put them in jail. We isolate them. Well, well, well you said convicted there again. Um, you know, you never did find that statistic on, on uh, violent. Uh, how, how many violent people are in jail? You know, uh, after I thought about that, I, I called down there to my one buddy that's been in there numerous times and see if he's in there. Yeah, he's back in there. Trespass and disorderly conduct. So these guys, when they're homeless, that's their routine. They're going to bug them until they round them up and throw them in jail. You know, this thing with the gun down there is probably a little bit rare. But because it makes the news. Um, but what they do every day, and this is, I'm going to find out about this one of these days. All these other people that are not a threat to society, where they just usher these people off because they have nowhere to go. They have no help. You know, we got these, uh, you know, I'm going to get pretty vocal about this. We have these guys up on Temple Street uh, collecting these 10% from everybody where they'll only let a quarter of the people go to church, but they'll, they'll still collect this. 10 percent and what are they doing with all this money socking it away you know i i, I am so you know th- th- this is where my god comes in is where you cannot or not cannot you will not help these people that need help you know i hear you talking about tiger woods okay now, if that was anybody like me, he would be in jail with a DUI. Because if they would have drawn blood out of him, he would have rung the numbers. He would have had dope in him. 
Well, they, and, they say not, but... Uh, well, they say not. They didn't take blood. Well, I think I think the assumption that a, you know, Tiger Woods was drunk at 7 o'clock in the morning is a little flawed. I mean, I, I don't, I don't no, believe... No, 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 not drunk. Well... The DUI is not drunk anymore. It's oh, under the influence of, of pills. Pills of, of some of sort. Yeah. Anything. But the thing of it is... Okay, he had this special vehicle that had all these bells and whistles and navigating systems and airbags and all this stuff, but yet he was going over the speed limit. He should have had something on there or some driver saying, hey, you're going too fast. Because if he would have killed somebody, you know, Everybody says, well, if you're going to kill, you know, this guy's going to kill somebody. He would have had his blood drawn if there would have been a wreck with somebody else involved. You know, they would have took his blood and there would have been something in his blood. But no, he is in an elite neighborhood. This is why... The, the response was so quick. Okay. Well, that's where the cops are because this is a late neighborhood. You know, well, you, you're sending me a real mixed message there. You're saying the cops hang out in the elite neighborhoods. And then on the other hand, you're saying they hang out where the poor people congregate. Yes, they do. So you think they're, well, they're, they're like, they're, they're, they're just, what prowling the elite neighborhood just in case something happens to somebody or no because that's where the money is okay the poor neighborhood is where they get their numbers you you kind of seem always to dismiss the idea that uh that these these people are oh they're just they're just they're not criminals they're not doing anything criminal they're not they're not involved in drugs, and they're not involved in this and that and the other. But, you know, I, I just don't buy the idea that all of these people that are, that are congregating are just poor, poor people who are just down on their luck for a little while. They just, gosh, you know, they, they, they missed, they got fired, or they, they had, they, it's like that, that, I, I just don't believe that's, the so that's the group that really exists in a place um where where the, the you make it sound like the police are just coming around and filling the jails up with vagrants and and pour down on their luck uh people who are just out walking around because they, they that's all they can do and uh i just don't think that's a fair characterization of it but so your solution is to pack them all up and ship them to Abraham or something, and what? Put them to work well, on a prison no, farm? That... Well, no, no, no. Okay, do I get to speak? Dean, don't start. Just go ahead and say what you have to say. I haven't cut you off or done anything to no. you. So quit quit with this. Are you going to get Yeah, that's why I'm talking to you is because I want to hear what you have to say. So your characterization is... They're just running around being heroes and, and grabbing these guys that's got guns. Well, that's what happened today. Okay. And and, so, and Officer John uh, got shot doing it. 
People call. They say there's a guy with a gun. He's acting erratically. Police show up. They didn't. They didn't just go down there to roust somebody. They were called. Yeah. Well, that's different. Yes, it it is. It makes a good uh, radio show. It's what happened. They didn't do it as a media event. I know. How how many radio shows where the guy throws him on the ground because he's riding down, you know, he's homeless or something? You know, it's it's like those twelve guys at the uh, or twelve incidents with the dogs where they sick dogs on those guys, or the hundred people that got shot uh, that were supposedly. 60% of them was mentally ill. You know, those those little news bites are not very good. Because like the the uh, the one uh, in the paper where, well, you shouldn't go out if you don't want, you know, if you don't want to mess with the cops, you shouldn't be out at night or shouldn't go out there. You know, they, they had to change their narrative because that didn't sound very good. I I don't know any of the, I haven't heard any of the news things you're talking about, so it's really hard to comment on them. Yeah, Yeah, because they don't get much publicity. Well, they they get as much publicity as people give them on on my little chunk of the media. I have had many people call up and talk about being, hassled by the police anybody that wants to is free to do that but uh it's a very yeah. different thing from some guy with a couple of automatic pistols who's uh who's shooting out a window of an apartment that's that, yeah you know that's that's yes the, it is okay you can't really compare yeah. the two i mean i i i know yeah so you got you know we need to praise this guy. Yeah. See, there you go. Now, it's, now you you start to characterize anybody who says has any good thing to say about law, law enforcement. It's it's maybe you don't mean to be mocking, but it sounds like you're mocking people when you say, "Well, we need to praise him." Well, hey, you know, he got shot twice. Is that yeah. is that praise to to talk about that he got shot twice? And got some shrapnel in his face. That I I I don't see the I I. It's like when you start saying, "Well, it's, I guess you got to praise him." Well, okay, yeah, if you if you feel like it. But we're talking about what happened isn't necessarily praising him. It's just talking have, about what happened. Have you ever lifted anybody that's been degraded by the police or or wronged by the police? No. No, I yeah. Well, that's you know we hang with a different crowd. I do do not know a bunch of excuse me, but I do not know a whole bunch of losers. I don't. That's not my crowd. I don't hang around with people who have chronic problems, be they drugs, alcohol, or just attitude. I don't hang around with people like that. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar with them. I don't know their situation. I. I. Most of my friends are people who are building companies and and creating jobs. 
So uh, it's a, it's just a different group of people yeah. that are involved in a different thing every day than the crowd that you seem to know, which is why, I again, I like your insights on the crowd of people that you know because you you make points that I I can't make because I don't know that kind of crowd. Well, just for a little bit of I know both crowds, but the crowd I know that's been wrong. They're my friends, and I hope your your friends. And what do, what do they do for you? Because you also have well, a friend no, well, who has. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. You also have I, a friend who has a company who employs people, including yourself. And he's your friend, and he's doing something good and meaningful in your life and the lives of many other people. And yet, you don't consider him to be as wonderful and close a person as you do these other people i mean i'm not i'm asking that not really suggesting it well well you know what he is my friend but my friends that are closer to me are the friends i feel i've let down because they're in jail being wronged that's my friends that's my real friends. What? What? May, you, what you, what's you, the you, What's you, the difference? Why? Why would you consider oh, those people so much different? Well, because explain see, it to me because I don't okay. understand. Okay, it, 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 it's like Daniel Eschborn. You know who he is? Mm-hmm. He's um, he's one of these guys on the conspiracy theories. But he de- deals with conspiracy facts. He's not from the United States. So he says, I don't have a dog in this fight. But but what, what, how he feels is the people that can't defend themselves. Is that who he's going to defend? And so, so his mission in life, you know, all these people that's with the, you know, with the conspiracy series, with, the Rockefellers and the Rothschild. He says, these guys couldn't serve tea to the people running the world. And he, he, he was the one, the one that broke the Bilderbergers and all that, that uh, basically, because he had an inside information. But these guys at the Bilderbergers don't do anything. They're just going there to have a good time. Well, I'm, I'm struggling to see how all this applies to your, what, what, what I'm, your use what, what of I'm the word friend. At, what, what, what applies is when I see some poor guy that's down on his luck and the cops harass him on the corner, he makes a lot more difference in my world than a Tiger Wood over there in the, in the, in the ditch, which shouldn't be in the ditch because he's speeding. Okay, and he's reckless driving, and he should have been arrested for that. And he's lucky he didn't kill somebody. Yeah, okay. Well, I yeah, I, I was it. trying to understand um, what you mean in terms of how you evaluate someone in, in, in terms of calling him friend. But I've got to get somebody else in before yeah. the news, Fine. and so I thank you for the call. Okay. On we go to you. Hi. 
You're on K Talk. Tomorrow? You. Yeah, David, out in California. Hey, how are you, David? Well, not too bad. Man, I tell you, that guy was sending shivers up my neck. I'm glad you talked him down. <laughs> uh, was he actually trying to say that we should get out the FEMA camps for the homeless? I that's the way I took his comment. I mean, uh, either some sort of a prison farm or maybe he was it could be because he sometimes it's hard, hard to read. Sometimes he's being serious. Sometimes he's being sort of tongue in cheek and sarcastic. And maybe it's time we get out to prison camps for all of the homeless people. Could have been a sarcastic comment, but. I per- yeah, personally, he, he knows all about farming, and if he would, if he uh, would share his knowledge with people who really don't have a lot of skills, uh, I I would think that uh, it would be a a pretty cool farm. <laughs> it's just, I mean, well, he, it's funny you mention that because uh, you know the the uh, mechanical ways uh, are far cheaper than paying this high tech stuff. I can't even imagine trying to pay off a tractor that's got, you know, uh, so many uses. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, it's just why would you pay for all of those whiz-bangs when you just got to get a job done? But uh, the the other thing, now, was he tongue-in-cheek when he was praising the Bilderbergs? No, he was uh, kind of talking about somebody that had exposed the Bilderbergers, and I personally, I thought that was Alex Jones. But uh, you know, he's always he's always the one that's claiming that he's exposed the the all of these secret societies. That's how he built his career on it. But I suppose that it it could have been they they could have been outed by other other. Uh, uh, investigators too. But. Well, it's funny. I've been getting emails from some guy over in England since 2005 on Bilderbergs, and uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. We out here in Northern California, we got those same dumbasses uh, up in uh, what on Russian River. They've got the uh, Bohemian Grove, and uh, it's it's a shame. You know, they took a, a nice organization that was founded by uh, good grief. Uh, who was it? A bunch of poets. It was like Jack London and um, Dick and Mark Twain was in there. And uh, oh, good grief! When some of those early uh, Western writers uh, were up there in Bohemian Grove, and then slowly but surely, big money snooted their way in there and uh, kicked all the poets out. And that's where uh, Bohemian Grove is today. And and it's kind of ironic because when you think Jack London was in there and um, you know, it was supposed to be this meeting ground where uh, I think there's a photograph of uh, Jack London with Westinghouse or was it Westinghouse or Firestone? Might have been Firestone uh, uh, and um, some other big industrialist. And I, it's hard to tell if the industrialists were the guests of London. But it was over at an early Bohemian Grove. But those old boys, they figured out if they could raise the rates on membership, then they couldn't, uh, you know, there wasn't any way that the uh, poor plebs were going to make their way into their private club. And, uh, yeah, so famous old con artists. But, yeah, those Bilderbergs, I mean, it's just monarchists and money launders. You know, they talk about some welfare cheats, stealing all the tax money for their personal uh, pleasure and then pretending that God put them in charge so they can hog the tax dollars. 
Well, people who have been trying to use and abuse government to feather their own nests go back to the very beginning of governments of all types. It's just, um, it, it doesn't surprise me that there are groups that get together that try to try to find ways to use their influence, in, uh, including to elect people and have elected people serve their will and uh, create the advantage that that they seek to use government to create. Um, gosh, that's isn't that what the uh, robber barons and the and all of the big monopolies and over, over the years? I mean, it's it's certainly as old as this country where people have tried to use the use the government as a. Uh, well, you know, it's it's uh, a reputation, right? So a king has got a reputation, and so you take it right to the top. Uh, in a republic like we've got, we elect a guy to be the president for a certain amount of time, and whether he runs the country into a ditch is how strong the reputation is toward that country. If he does a wise job in managing the country, then uh, everybody's going to want to invest here. Uh, they'll want to uh, uh, raise their kids here. They'll uh, think that there's some fair and honest chance that uh, what hours they put in on a project are going to come back in uh, an equal investment instead of having, like, robber barons. As soon as you make a handful of dough, some robber baron comes along and says, yeah, call your sheriff, right? Yeah. So it, yeah, so, I mean, did you ever read that uh, old book, uh, Ecotopia? I didn't. Well, you ever heard of it? No, actually, I haven't. Well, you know, down uh, Earth First was kind of created in southern Utah, down near uh, Moab, right? And um, you remember Moab had all that radioactive waste down there, and they were just dumping it in the river. So Earth First was the first organization that started getting headlines on trying to clean up that mess. But um, uh, Ecotopia, I'm trying to think if the author was also from down there or if he was just friends of them. Ernest Kallenbach, and he wrote it, wrote this book. It was sort of like a science fiction book about what it's like uh, when America is carved up by these big old corporations. Mm. So, like, you had a mining corporation that took over, you know, like the upper Midwest, and, you know, there was a grain monopoly that had, uh, you know, the farm territories, and they had... So America's carved up in about eight or ten different ways, in Northern California up to Washington and Vancouver and whatnot becomes Ecotopia. And so, you know, it's like much more environmental group of people up in there instead of just these, you know, brutal mining, uh, you know, like Colorado history is filled with these ghost towns, you know, boom and bust um, mining companies that, you know, take the money and leave injured workers behind. And uh, so it... it uh, uh, Ecotopia is how America's carved up, and it's kind of the story of Northern California and how people challenged the big old paradigm there, and they didn't really make their way into Ecotopia, while the rest of the country was trapped by old, you know, old traditions of, you know, whatever the brutal boss says, you better do it. No, uh, no unions, uh, no regulations, you know. 
goons, you know, kill somebody in the woods, and that's that. You know, so it's it a uh, uh, kind of a pitiful life, and that's what gave me the chills listening to that previous caller, because anybody in their right mind should be tearing down FEMA camps, not trying to put your neighbors into them, because yeah. the homeless are are usually uh, your neighbors that ended up with high medical bills. And as a matter of fact, you know, I've been saying every day that Trump's been in office and long before that everybody in New York City knew that organized crime ran Donald Trump. Donald Trump was organized crime. And to put him into the White House was a huge danger. And so now he leaves America with an epidemic which is sapping, you know, everybody's uh, bank book with high medical bills. And bam, they end up homeless uh, from high medical bills. And then some jackass is going to say, open the FEMA camps uh, for the sick. Well, how, how do you liken Biden so far? Uh, inch by inch. It, it, we're going to have to keep working. You know, it's it's not an issue of do we ever get a day off. You know, you got to keep them honest. And, you know, if I was to do a catchphrase about Biden, if you know about Delaware, Delaware is the state you go if you want to get a tax break, right? You're, you charter your corporation in Delaware, and it's like the cheapest management rates. It's almost like the Cayman Islands of, of America. And that and so Biden has been the senator from Delaware for how long? They don't want to get rid of him because that's the tax dodge state. So I don't have a lot of faith in Biden. <laughs> but, you know, but the idea of running an epidemic uh, as a contest to see how many you can kill, I mean, that was what Trump was doing. And he left America in a, just an enormous danger, such a despairing danger that you end up with a caller like that previous one that says that all the sick and dying should go to these FEMA camps. I mean, that's just evil, you know, and I, I got into it with a, another call-in show. This guy, you know, they pretend that it's okay, it's a right to coup. <laughs> yeah. Get off on well, that. hey, I'm off to the news, David. Call again soon. Yeah, keep in touch. All right, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Entire Wasatch Front, live, local, two-way talk. 